members of the OG army get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is August the 23rd. It is, I think, a Sunday, right? I believe the so, sir. The big news is the <laughs> UFC has been unseated as the world's best combat sports association. How are you doing, Jay? Oh my, that's a big open. <laughs> I am doing excellent since it's Sunday, which is my Friday, which means I do not have to work tomorrow. Hooray for me! Uh, I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Hey guys, how you doing? Um, I did not get to see anything about that. I uh, there was nothing on it about uh, at all on Bloody Elbow, which kind of surprised me. They they gave it zero coverage. Um, I can't. Yeah, I'm not. And I was at work working, so I didn't have a lot of time to look look things up. So I haven't seen any clips or anything like that. How was it? It was it was glorious, and we have <laughs> to at some point here get the uh, promoter of that show on the podcast. That it, it has to happen. <laughs> I'll start tracking down. Uh, why 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 was it? Excuse me. Why was it so good? Well, it was just a, an absolute train wreck broadcast on, you know, a cam girl site. <laughs> emanating from a nightclub in Bangkok. <laughs> Tell me more. Fight Circus was likely the greatest thing ever to happen in the history of forever, in the history of the planet of all time in history. <laughs> wow. So, uh, well, I guess it's kind of so aptly named, huh? Yeah, so this thing starts out, I, I mean, it was a train wreck for a while, I think just due to like connection issues, I don't know if it was just more people trying to access it than they figured, or the fact that having a stable, solid internet connection at a nightclub in the middle of Thailand probably isn't <laughs> the easiest thing to do. Right, right. But to give yeah. you some ideas of things that were happening before we even get to the fights... So for everyone, everyone had essentially the same walkout. It was just some terrible like house music. I think they did to get around copyright, but every fighter walked to the cage flanked by random Taiwanese women in bikinis, a banner for fight circus. And in front of that banner, two midgets, one dressed as Batman, one dressed as Superman. Wow. That's a lot to take in there. Give me a second. Um, <laughs> Hmm, that's a quite the mental image, I imagine. Uh, and that was the same for every single fighter, huh? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that alone ups the entertainment value from the UFC where they just have those boring walkouts. I mean, where's the midgets in superhero costumes? God damn it. You know what? I did not know I even wanted that until I heard it. But now you're goddamn right. <laughs> I want that as part of walkouts. Uh, how did the actual fights go? Well, before we get to that, let's also talk about post-fight. Oh, what's that? So post-fight, you know, like in Japan and a lot of uh, like the, the far eastern organizations, like people that want to fight, like they're always presented with something, whether it be like a bouquet or like a trophy or things like that. Mm -hmm. Or fight circus, people were presented with golden hatchets, axes, machetes, katanas, <laughs> and sometimes the losers were presented with high-quality bongs. <laughs> oh, and shit, these, And when I'm talking about, like, a golden hatchet, like, yeah. it definitely isn't, you know, like actual gold. It looked like cheaply spray painted hatchets. Right. It made it fucking glorious. The promoter <laughs> itself served as the uh, ring announcer. Uh -huh. So he did his best, you know, Bruce Buffer just rambling on, looking like he was completely coked out of his gourd at one point wearing a Lucha Libre mask. <laughs> For no apparent reason. 
Yes, uh, completely butchering people's names, records, everything else. I think half the people he just introduced is, you know, having an infinite number of Muay Thai fights and probably little to no losses, this guy. <laughs> little to no loss. <laughs> oh, goddamn, dude. I really wish I could have watched this. Uh, I, I probably, since it was a free event, I imagine I can probably find it online whenever I want to. Yeah, I have no idea where it actually, where you would find it. But to give you an idea, now that we actually get to the fights, yeah, like the fights were nothing great. Like you're not going to see some, you know, like great scrap between two absolute, you know, killers. But you do see things like, you know, open weight MMA or open weight boxing, where some really fat, partially trained guy fights some skinny dude and gets pieced up. <laughs> or you see, you know, a, uh, this was an interesting one, a blue belt woman versus essentially an untrained, and he wasn't untrained. You can tell he probably was a white belt, but a, an untrained man in a grappling contest hmm. and the woman choked him out, which means We're, he probably has killed himself by, by now. <laughs> what were they in the same weight class? Yeah, roughly. It was a pretty small dude. I mean, these were just little Thai people. Uh, oh, nothing oh, against the people right. from Thailand, but like there was, yeah, they were prototypically right. small. Okay, yeah. So, all right. So there not, was that. Mm-hmm. There was a Muay Thai fight between two women where it is bare knuckle Muay Thai with headbutts allowed. Oh my! And this Lord tall there. chick just beat the crap out of this other woman. Like they were both like eighteen, nineteen years old. The one that lost was crying between rounds, but kept going at it. Oh, so that was kind of almost odd to see. And then there was, I well, think wait, when everybody... Well, I, I wanted to, were there any headbutts? Uh, I don't think any intentionally. There was, I think, one later. There was another one of those type of fights between two men. Right. And then before we get to the what everybody would see as the main event, there's they also do what they call Trinity Rules. What are Trinity Rules, I must this ask? This is actually kind of cool. So it's a three-round fight. The first fight is contested under boxing rules, still with like MMA gloves. Mm-hmm. So no kicks, no wrestling, anything like that. Second round becomes Muay Thai rules. So now you can add in clinch and kicks and knees. And then if you make it to a third round, it becomes MMA. Hmm. That's, that is interesting. That certainly favors strikers way more, obviously, because uh, someone who doesn't have great striking but has all the other good skills can sometimes get by in, in MMA quite well. But you got to get to that round. Exactly, yeah. So, like, that was one thing out of this that I was like, hey, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it does put a lot more emphasis on striking, but still gives uh, the opportunity to see endings of fights in the third round through other methods. Because, like, if they're really evenly matched for two rounds when it gets to the MMA round, well, then if one of them has some really awesome ground skills, you're probably going to see that then. Exactly. But on to what everyone would see as the main event of this entire card. There was the two versus one MMA fight. (laughs) Wasn't there more than one of those? Uh, there ended up one. only being one. I think there was supposed to be a two-on-one Muay Thai thing, and that I, I don't know why that didn't happen, but I just, I just don't think it did. Okay, so tell me all about it. So it was two tiny Taiwanese guys versus this tall Ukrainian dude. Okay. Now, what kind sadly, of way it went like you would think it would go, where basically one of the Taiwanese dudes just kind of shot in and just like basically held the guy's legs while the other one threw some shots and things like that. So the fight eventually ended with a tap out due to a choke. The two on one won. And oh. then they decide they're just going to have an immediate rematch. <laughs> what? Really? Yes. So they fought again. And yeah. this time it ended just due to referee stoppage because again, the, the two, one just kind of dove in and hung the guy by the legs up against the ropes and the other guy just kept punching the Ukrainian guy with absolutely no form or power. But it was just evident that, like, yeah, this probably should end. <laughs> well, that's a sad ending to what sounds like a pretty awesome event. 
But yeah, that's Dragunov, yeah, not expected. Taiwanese, just Thai. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, that's to be expected, obviously. If it's gonna be any kind of real fight, that's the most sensible thing for two small people do to a lar- to do to a large person. Um, because obviously they don't want to just sit there and trade back and forth with them. Exactly. Yeah, it was just uh, it was fucking glorious. And to add to it, the commentary was absolutely the most unprofessional thing ever of all time. <laughs> like in the man versus woman grappling match, they you know got off on the tangent of so what would happen if he gets a boner? <laughs> Does the fight me. stop? No, absolutely <laughs> not. At one point, she had him kind of almost in a side control position, and their their advice was, well, she should really just fart in his face right now. <laughs> so they're and trying in to be between fights such professional things as thanking the tippers on a cam site with such memorable <laughs> names as hat retard <laughs> and eat some ass. <laughs> oh shit. God damn. Really? Fucking God. It was glorious. Wow. Wow. I've never seen a train wreck that lasted that long. <laughs> I think yeah, it kept on like chugging. Huh? Three hour, yeah. It was like a two or three hour absolute train wreck of awesomeness. <laughs> Put a little dog in my lap. They're upset because the wife's not home yet. Uh, staying late because there's a golf tournament. Um, God, man, I wish I would have seen that. I, I have. To, I feel like I got to go watch it right after we get done here because that's so much fucking awesome. Are they going to have another one? Yes. At the end, he's saying something about like be on the lookout for Fight Circus Two, which again is why we absolutely have to get this man on the show. His name is John Nutt, which absolutely makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> but God yeah, damn. Yeah, well, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll look him up and see if he has some kind of contact information out there where I can get a hold of him. Uh, you never know. It can't, cannot hurt to ask. We're getting all kinds of other people, all kinds of people on the show lately just by asking. So I will definitely well, I mean, it's not so. like he has anything else to do other than, you know, just get fucked up in, in Thailand and put right. on crazy fights. Yeah. yeah, that is fucking nutty. I wonder how much that ended up costing him. Uh, costing them put to put on. Yeah, yeah. Probably not a ton. Probably whatever it costs to you know set up the being able to stream the shit. Other than that, I mean, it's Thailand. It co- probably costs about thirty bucks to rent out the uh, the nightclub. Well, no, I went well. Like, what did all the fighters get paid and all that good shit? Because the probably uh, stream- twenty bucks and a whore. Because <laughs> the stream thing would be uh, probably free. Because the cam, cam uh, the. Matter of fact, Cam Soto probably paid them to do, you know, for the show since they're no reason they're hosting it is to get extra eyes and extra traffic on their website. You know, it was a free event, so they didn't make anything. So I wonder what the arrangement for that was. Well, I mean, they made they made money uh, during the stream. I mean, it's a campsite, (laughs) right? Like the entire idea behind those campsites are people, you know, tipping during the live stream and people were doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever they made off of that. Because uh, that completely sounds like the sort of thing that loses the guy that uh, puts it on money every single time he does it, but he doesn't give a shit because it's fucking awesome. You know, if he's some sort of rich guy dropping like ten or twenty grand to do this kind of event, that would be fucking you know no big deal at all. I mean, I doubt they were paying the fighters much. I mean, these were a bunch of people that, for the most part, nobody had heard of outside of the main event. Like just a bunch of local, you know, Thai people. Right. Well, you know, maybe one was announced as training out of his bakery. (laughs) So it's not uh, like, yeah, it's not like there was the best of the best being recruited for this event. Yeah, I would imagine that. Yeah. um, Were there, was it, uh, did they have a live audience? Uh, It was, yeah, it was not at capacity or anything. Obviously, it was in a nightclub, and they had like limited attendance due to the whole you know pandemic thing, like everyone else. Right. So yeah, you could see maybe like fifty people there, if that. Obviously, most people like working the event, and then a few people just there to you know just witness the awesomeness. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I would really love to have caught that live. That'd be a great event. Like you could just, you could probably just feel the crazy in the air. It it was. Fucking glorious, Jay. 
<laughs> oh, well, I missed it. Uh, what else you got to talk about today, sir? Um, I guess we could also talk about the, there were UFC fights last night. Frankie Edgar oh, yeah. won a split decision. Go him. Other yeah. than that, there was absolutely nothing of note on that entire card because nobody had heard of anyone. And not surprisingly, we, Edgar. Yeah, and not surprisingly, we all did shitty on the picks. <laughs> We're ranging from fairly shitty to really, really, really shitty in my case. Um, Nobody scored uh, over 50 points. And, and uh, as you guys have seen before, on a good card, you can, if you do just rock it out, you can get 80, 90, 100 points. So we all sucked. <laughs> um, uh, well, it was a terrible card. What do you expect? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I did mean, well on the, uh, on the uh, fucking money part, but you guys don't give a shit about that. <laughs> no, because it's just inherently flawed and not realistic whatsoever well i, I would like to point out that in whatsoever. certain cases well, i'm not getting like, too much up, money I'm, I'm not getting too much money yeah fucking speakerphone k-barbs because we can hear ourselves we can hear ourselves oh shit uh i mean i'm in my car what about now uh jay say something i will say something i can hear myself i can hear myself oh shoot i don't have my headphones on me so i guess i'm getting the boot <laughs> Call back when you get your headphones, buddy. Our, uh, hold on one sec. Is it echoing in your ear? Well, I don't know. We whenever we speak. Yeah, we can still hear it. Yeah, yeah, we can hear it through your speakers. All right, I apologize. That's all right, boss. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, talk to you in a bit, boss. He tried. <laughs> um. But yeah, I was what I was gonna say is that in some cases it screws me out of money. Like one of those bets last night was uh, Dobson, and the site gave it to me at plus seven sixty. When in reality, the real betting sites were putting her at plus sixteen hundred. So uh, I would have actually won way more money if it was accurate to the betting site. But I do agree with you that for the most part, it overestimates a lot of the underdogs because the other guy right. was seven sixty, also seven sixty on the site, and in reality, he was like plus four four hundred, I think. I mean, it does that, but it also just isn't realistic in the fact that, you know, so like there's just inherently problems with it. You know, the money is going to eventually reset. So you don't have to worry about just over betting and just picking every underdog in weird parlay. And you we, just passively make money by picking fights correctly. That part so I'm like, not a big fan of. So, but the reason they did that is because back when they first started this website, it was an old, it's an old fucking website. And when they started it, the UFC was only having like a, one event a month, you know, back in the old days. So well, when no, they I get why a, they do yeah. it as a site to do right. it in a fantasy manner, but that's right. why it bothers people that actually bet on things. Well, it's not like you only have a thousand dollars to have like right. an entirely different way of doing things. It's oh, like yeah, the difference that's... of somebody playing a free Texas Hold'em online. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just going completely. all in every time. Than you know, sitting down with a grand at a table, right? No, I no, I could I completely agree with you on that part. Uh, I understand that, but uh, but they you know, but you also in, in real life you can have a thousand dollars, lose it all, and then have like five hundred dollars a couple months later. <laughs> but I don't, I'm not a big fan of what, how they do it with the giving replacement money for the picks. But once again, back in the day, a season took like ten months, so they wanted to give you a chance to get some money to get back into the game if you fucked up early. Oh, no, I get why it is the way it is, and you are absolutely dominant in fake betting. <laughs> you are a beast, and you are a beast with the fucking nicknames, Jay. You know, I really gotta, <laughs> I really gotta use that strategy. I thought I had everything figured out, but you know what? I think I'm gonna have to use your strategy from now on because you're the fucking money man. No, it only works for the money. It doesn't work for the fight pick. At, fight picks at all. Uh, I normally do fairly well. This this uh, season, I'm actually doing kind of shitty. Oh, really? Well, yeah, who would yeah. have ever my, fucking my pick, known? Well, no, I, well, you got to remember the picks and the bets are two separate things. And a lot of times I don't bet on the people that I'm picking because I'm a person who bets on underdogs. I do All I do is underdog parlays. I look for ones that, because uh, I still think the people I'm bet, I'm, that I bet on are probably going to lose, which is why I use relatively small amounts of money on, the, on heavy underdogs because every once in a while it'll fucking hit off. Dude, you know what I'm saying? You can get, listen... You can hit less than fucking fifty percent of picks if you pick the right underdogs and you you profit. You know, at the end of the day, you're not even betting on the fighter; you're betting on the the value in the pick. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, imagine imagine being able to sports bet, right? 
and only get about 30% of the picks right and profit. That's like graduating college with a fucking 30. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's all about the odds for the most part. Ryan, did, have we talked about this before. Have you ever done any sports betting? Yes. Me? Oh, no, we knew we we know you have, Kev. I was asking Ryan if he is, has. I know we talked about it before. I just couldn't remember. You guys know I have, and you guys know I am. I'm sure you saw my fucking thread with the uh, the two mil in 60 days, right? Yeah, yeah. I read a little bit until that. Then I, then I uh, stopped reading it. I didn't like the tone of it in certain times. Yeah, no, you know what? You know, I got a lot of good feedback from a lot of people, man. You know, everyone tells me that I need help, but, you know, little do they realize I'm getting help in every – moment that i that i'm out that i'm on the ug i'm the og you know mountain yeah. medic mountain medic is a is a medic is a uh what a uh he does therapy that yeah. motherfucker gave me therapy for free you know <laughs> you know yeah. so you know i'm just trying to do whatever i can yeah i mean you know um there was a lot of good advice on there i understand it as well you just gotta you just have to let the the not people not giving good advice on there to not like get you down no, well, you know the numbers. Numbers don't lie. You know what I'm saying? And it's day three, and, and people don't realize that I, I'm dead serious. You know, the, if you look up the numbers, and yo, check this out, Jay. I just bought a whiteboard because people seem to get things a little clearer when it's written down in front of them. So I got a fucking whiteboard, <laughs> and I'm fucking gonna make a nice little video, on my nice little fucking whiteboard, and break down the numbers for all these fucking people that don't believe in a system. That, that works, and, and that might sound a little crazy to people that, you know, maybe possibly follow me that think I'm fucking crazy. Because I've still got a lot of to do, I haven't done it yet, but, man, I do know today. Oh, oh, we're losing you, man. When you You're getting it, all robot you, you fall oh. into a bottomless pit. Can you hear me? Oh, shit, I'm trying to climb out. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, I got you. Climb out of what? There right, you so go. Just, so, so just answer this question. It's like, what is more important in life, the short term or the long term? Oh well, there's you know the conventional answer would be long term, obviously. I think right, my well, answer take... is the fact that why you got to be racist and have a whiteboard instead of a blackboard. What about oh. a brown board? Well, what about a multicultural well, you know, board, Kev? Multicultural. Well, I don't fuck you. Chalk is like the 1950s, so I'm not fucking getting chalk. Isn't that a blackboard with chalk? Yeah, traditionally, yeah. yes. So long story it short, it's, take, it, it's taken me 28 years to realize that I have to think about the fucking long term rather than the short term. It's pretty. I know it's pretty pathetic. It's pretty pathetic, to be honest, to say the least. Nah, but, don't worry about it, boss. I don't. I don't worry about the long term uh, much anymore. Anyways, you know why? I can't. Uh, I can't change long term. What's happening in long term is going to happen. I can change what's happening short term, and hopefully that will affect long term. So I concentrate myself on my immediate actions and try not to worry about the future too much because otherwise I'll just fucking freak out. So I just try you know to make what? sure I'm doing good every day. You know yeah. what? Fuck long term. Fuck short term. A great philosopher once said, don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I did a in my, my freshman year in high school. I did a like photo collage video presentation with a friend of mine using that as the background music. I won't go too much more into detail because it's a boring story, but I well, have a fond you know memories what? of that song. Being happy, that's the most important thing. We're all searching for that happiness, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is very true. Like, we literally have the odds stacked against us to be fucking happy. So if we can find one fucking sunray of fucking happiness, then uh, then we're fucking winning. Yeah, well, you know, I've got my dog in my lap. I'm petting him right now. I'm talking on the show to people I like. I'm fairly happy right now. I mean, things could be going better, but you know what? They could be going a lot goddamn worse, too. Sheesh, you got that right. Oh. Yo, did you guys see that fucking, um, I mean, I'm sure it's bullshit. They're saying that we're going to get hit with an asteroid, like, the day before the election? That is unlikely. Yeah, but supposedly it's a small one. (laughs) Well, well, small as in, like, the size of a fucking car, which means if it directly hit a city, that city would be fucked. Um, but it's not well, going to hit I guess we can all just pray that it lands in Detroit. <laughs> no, I'd be fine. I'd be far enough away that I'd be okay. Well, no, we don't care. Yeah, we want you to be safe, but like, we just want Detroit to be put out of its misery. Oh, stop. Detroit's fucking awesome. Uh, but uh, here's the thing. They, they've they been keeping track of uh, all the asteroids around us pretty good. Uh, we would already know we, if it was going to hit us. This come close thing is, you know, just basically media stuff. Uh, 
it's close enough now that we would that we would know uh now that's not to say that we can't get hit with one because our uh sky programs are woefully inadequate uh especially when you go out long term like we will know if something's going to hit us within like three to six months of it hitting us um and mm. guess what that's not enough time to fucking do anything about it so, now jay i'm, uh, I'm gonna i'm gonna stop you right there so i watched uh -huh. this documentary once um and apparently we do have a program where we have recruited the very best oil drillers in the world <laughs> and should one get too close we're actually going to send them to the asteroid to dig down in and and you know blow it up from the core and we'll uh, all be safe. Ah, uh, yeah, that wouldn't work for several reasons. <laughs> Mostly because logistically speaking, good fucking luck. Uh, but even then, it it would yeah, an explosion wouldn't stop it. It would just break it up into smaller pieces. And if it has enough mass, that wouldn't make a goddamn bit of difference. And in certain cases, it'd actually be worse because uh, it would, you know pepper pepper it over a larger area with a lot more destruction, depending on the size of it. So uh, that wouldn't do shit. The yeah, your I'm gonna best have to disagree. Like the the documentary laid it out. Like they even had a simulation where it happened, and we were all safe. All right, quit blowing oh, into shit. the microphone there, Cap. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, you're okay, boss. Um, so here's the thing: you would have to have like a long time to to know about it because the thing you would do is not blow it up. Is the thing you do is divert it so basically you'd have to build some sort of engine on the side of it and pr change its trajectory and to do that you'd have to be far enough away because you know it's a fucking gigantic asteroid you're gonna you're not gonna move it all at once you're gonna have to do it gradually over the course of months and months and months yeah so they, no no like i i watched the documentary jay <laughs> like you're not you're not changing okay. the science on this uh, okay well that's enough of a nerd moment from jay i suppose <laughs> What else you got to talk about today, Ryan? Um, uh, sh shit. I, I don't know. We can talk about things. We got another right. UFC coming up this week, and actually has some people that I've heard of. Oh my! So I think really? We might be able to make like up to four fight picks with <laughs> some level of certainty. We're gonna do right. fight picks then, right now. No, no we do no. those on Wednesdays. Yeah, I was right, just yeah. looking ahead to see if it was gonna be as you know as a barren of wasteland as it was last night. Right. How's it looking? It's looking much better. So, like, oh. that's this is the card that the uh, the main event was Anthony Smith versus Alexander Rakic. That's not happening now anymore, is it? I doubt this. No, that's happening, isn't it? Okay. Oh, is, oh maybe it's. Uh, I was thinking about the last time uh, Anthony Smith fought. Uh, the last so you... time Anthony Smith fought was in was when Glover almost killed him. Yeah, yeah. So I thought maybe I thought he had a fight after that canceled because he was, you know, not ready to fight or something. Maybe, uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I might be Regardless, thinking. Regardless, he's scheduled for Saturday. All right. We'll see if he's still uh, got the the fight in him after that shit, huh? Yeah, that was. I remember that one. That one was uh, hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was there, were, there was a string of a couple few UFC fights that were hard to watch uh, right around that time frame. Yeah, there was, wasn't there? But this one was especially hard because it was just like, just stop the fucking fight. When the other fighter is apologizing while killing the guy, yeah. like, just just stop it. Yeah, and handing him his fucking tooth and shit. Here, oh, here, I, I've kind of broke that out of your face. Here, sorry about that. It's just fucking ridiculous shit, dude. Um, would, Do you think that one was worse than the Tony uh, Gagey fight? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, the Tony Gagey fight, like, yeah, you knew that Tony was getting the shit kicked out of him, but like he was never completely out of it, just getting shit stomped. Right. Otherwise, they would have stopped the fight. He was still at least semi intelligently defending himself the best he could. The problem there was he was losing the ability to defend himself. He still had the intelligence part, but his body was fucking not letting him do it anymore. Yeah. Tony was absolutely getting dominated, but it's not like he was just being held down and just pounded in the face minute after minute after minute after minute. Right, right. Like that Anthony Smith one was just uh, goddamn. Like I still don't get that call by his corner, and not to be like, okay, we've seen enough. Yeah. Oh, and then <clears throat> there, and he's saying, uh, making fun of the kid the next weekend or some shit like that that quit on the stool, which ended up getting oh, kicked yeah, the out kid of the that UFC. Ended up, but... Yeah, that kid got dropped from the UFC. Yeah. Well, which is which is kind of fucked up because uh, 
when it happened, Dana was like, no, dude, that's where I find, you know, uh, I, that's the right decision. He, he didn't act like he was mad at all, but it still ended up costing him to do his job. Which sucks for that kid. That kid took that fight on short notice. Yeah. Comes in, didn't have really a camp to prepare anything, ends up having to quit, you know, between like, and he wasn't going to win that fight. So quitting, no, like that was probably the, <clears throat> the prudent decision yeah. for, you know, having the ability to speak in his sixties. Oh yeah. 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 yeah I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's that's still yeah. I don't feel like that was the right call. I should give him at least one chance at a full UFC camp. He was doing them a fucking favor. You know, that's what they got for it. Yeah, I'll, yeah I'll I appreciate I, the favor. You're fucking out of here, and your reps ruined, and you'll probably never have an MMA career now. Yeah, I call number one bullshit on that. Yeah, well, Dana's kind of famous for that. You hear all kinds of good stories about him, but he is when it comes right down to it, a businessman. And fuck, you know what? Actually, I don't even know how much he even has to do with that shit anymore. He, I, he, he, it might not even been his decision to let the kid go. Yeah, like at his position anymore, more than likely he's just informed of the people that are getting signed and released. And obviously he can probably override any decision, but like half the time he's probably not even paying attention. Right, right, exactly. It's, that doesn't matter enough to him. He's got bigger things to worry about, like snow in his driveway. Is that a real thing? Did he really do that? Did he do what? Put the order snow in his driveway for Christmas one year. I keep on hearing jokes about that. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did. I think for his kids, he like, he ordered like a, a dump truck full of snow and dropped off in his driveway for the kids to play in on Christmas or some shit like that. Well, I mean, the man's got fuck you money. So yeah, if he yeah. wants to order a fucking <laughs> snow machine, I can go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, from now on, it's not fuck you money. It's snow in your driveway money. It's uh, so, but, so hey, is that like beyond fuck you money? Like, where's yeah. the line? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's ridiculous how much money some people have when you you know um you can say that someone has a billion dollars or four billion dollars or some shit like that, but it's really hard to grasp how much money that fucking is. You know, um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather not think about it because I don't have that many zeros in my bank account. Yeah, me neither. Not yet, anyway. So I'm sure I'm working on it though. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's uh, you see, I see that kind of thing when working at the country club. Some for some of the parties, mostly the kids' parties. It's it's uh, not that unusual for rich people to splurge on their kids. So, and it's hard to be too upset with them about it because obviously they love their kids. They want to do something special for them. Um, and when so it's like, that, yeah, much, doing shit yeah. like that is is perfectly fine with me. the The thing that gets into trouble is the ones that just support their kids like horrible fucking decisions. And never has have them, you know, like actually experience life. Yeah, well, that works two ways. Uh, they they might sometimes they don't have to experience life. They, uh, I one of the members at the club. I'm not gonna go too much into detail on him, but he's never worked a day in his life. Uh, he's what we call a trust fund baby. He has a trust fund that where where they put a you know uh, money into like a, for him that he gets. But he doesn't he doesn't get it all at once. It's it's given out over payments over time. Yeah. <clears throat> so his trust fund is set up that uh, as long as he never, uh, it's a certain amount of money, and the money generates interest. So as as long as he doesn't spend more than a thousand dollars a day, uh, his trust fund keeps on growing. So I guess that that's a poor way of saying his trust fund uh, generates three hundred sixty five thousand dollars a year in, in interest, um, and he just lives off of that. He's never worked a day in his life. Mostly he plays golf. Uh, when he's not playing golf, he's possibly following the Rolling Stones if they're on tour or somebody else. Uh, so we see him every day. He plays like two or three rounds. Um, and he's a nice guy. And he's happy with his life. And he obviously did not need to develop any skills to deal with the real world. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I just have a problem with people like that. Eh, well, I mean, you know, if you want if you want your kids to have a life of leisure, there's worse things in life. That doesn't automatically make you a bad parent or them bad uh, kids. Um <clears throat> But it does, but you are right. It does have effects on people's personality. I know lots of uh, like rich, nice people that were born rich and have been rich their entire life. They're super awesome, but lack in personal skills quite a bit. You know, like they're unintentionally rude a lot and, and shit like that because they've never had to learn to deal with people because people always were super fucking nice to them. <laughs> yeah, fuck those people. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, it's uh, it's not. Hey, fucking, if I could get that type of job, I would take it in a heartbeat. You know, I, unfortunately, I wasn't bar- born rich to live a life of leisure. Um, but you've told me before that even if you were super duper rich, you wouldn't live your life terribly different than you are now. No, like, yeah, I, I'm never like the like I could go out and I could win the fucking lottery tomorrow, and like you wouldn't see me going out buying supercars and mansions and shit. No, well, I, I, I would upgrade to a bigger house, and, and I always have a. I would buy one or two cars. I, I would need a good everyday car, and then I want, would want a fun car. And a fun car would probably cost a fair amount of money because if you're going to spend a lot of money on a car, I want it to be something unique. I'd probably get a resto mod of some of some sorts. Actually, not some sorts. I know exactly what I would get. I was thinking about it the other day. Uh, I'd love to get like an 86 Fiero uh, resto mods with like modern suspension. And a, like a new larger engine in the back, but still look exactly like an 86 Fiero <laughs> or, or maybe a slightly nicer version. It'd be an awesome fucking stealth car. Yeah, I would buy the Tesla truck when it comes out, which I may just do anyway. And yeah. that's about it as far as vehicles go. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it would be. Uh, oh, so, uh, everybody always has a Fiero right on. Oh, you, you basically got the nicest one. He says he has the 87 with the 3.8 liter. Uh, um, What's the SC? Is that a supercharge? Oh, um, what I've been seeing lately is a uh, um, people are taking Fieros and dropping four-cylinder supercharged engines from Chevy Cobalts, which is kind of cool because I've had a Chevy Cobalt, which will make it fairly powerful because those come stock 200, and you can get them up to 300 uh, on the stock on the normal inter- internals uh, pretty easy. Um, so, and the Fiero is a pretty goddamn small car, so that would be pretty powerful. Uh, on the other hand, you can also put like small V8s in them, so I'm not quite sure which one you'd be able to get more power overall from. Probably a small V8, but there's all kinds of fun things you can do with it. I'd love to do that. Um, <laughs> and Charles Barkley is asking if I had a Cobalt. Yes, I had a 2007 Chevy Cobalt SS SC. It was the SS model with a supercharge. So it was a four-cylinder for supercharger on it. It had about 200 horsepower stock and I had it wound up to probably close to 300. Uh, I couldn't do it much more because, as I said, you have to start changing things like uh, the internals on it, like the cylinder heads or some shit like that. And since it was a lease car, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but it was a fun little car. It was a piece of shit because Chevy Cobalt's were pieces of shit. But at least at least I had the nice model of the piece of shit. Um, that's kind of how I felt about feel about cars now. I would rather have the nicest model of a cheap car than the cheapest model of a nice car, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you know what we what we see you as like you're you're a piece of shit, but you're you're one of the better pieces of shit, Jay. <laughs> see, like when I had the Chevy Cobalt, I, I I loved it because it might it might have only been a Chevy Cobalt, Cobalt, but I had the nicest one. Even around whenever I saw other Chevy Cobalts, they weren't nearly as nice as mine because mine had like the the expensive premium paint on it. And who paid for the fucking premium paint on a Chevy fucking Cobalt? Just me, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, and it was a supercharged model and had the nice optional shiny rims that nobody else went for because they were more expensive. So uh, it was the, the nicest Chevy Cobalt you're ever going to see in your fucking life. Uh, I, exactly, I even bro. Sure. Like the only soda I drink is RC Cola, but it's out of glass bottles. There you go. Like see, a gentleman. I, I even made sure that it had the low profile spoiler on it instead of the r- ridiculous fucking boxy Tokyo Drift looking spoiler that it came with. Um, so it, Ooh, it was, Tokyo it's... Drift, did it, did it come with Lil Bow Wow? <laughs> dude, I couldn't get him to get out of my car, dude. It was a fucking pain in the ass. Uh, was he Instagramming at... that he was in a Bentley? <laughs> no. You uh, know that story, right? No, uh-uh. So Lil Bow Wow was it like Instagrammed how he was taking this private jet somewhere. Yeah. And he was actually in coach on a fucking plane and someone like <laughs> figured it out and called him out on it fucking glorious <laughs> that's pretty funny uh but after that i wanted to try something a little bit uh less stressful to drive in certain ways so i got a uh, 2010 chevy malibu and that was a nice car uh it was but i got basically the cheapest model of it i could because i you know it's the nicer models were more than i can afford and it was a nice car uh and i fucking hated it <laughs> i hated it for multiple reasons every time i drove around i was like oh wow look at that one that one's got some nice options on it Oh, look at that. Oh, fuck. I didn't even know you can get that kind of rims. Wow. Um, but that was part of it. The other part of it was it was the most boring car I've ever driven in my life. It was like driving a couch. Um, I realized that I didn't like driving a car one day when I le- look, 
was just driving, not paying attention, then realized I was leaning on one elbow on the headrest as if I was like watching TV at home. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah, I, I don't like this car. It's not no fun to drive. Uh, so I got something different after that. I think after that's when I got the uh, Fiat of Barth. That was a fun car. Oh, Charles Barkley would like to call in. Give me one second. Well, hello, Charles Barkley. How are you doing today? Hey, what's going on, Passive Jet? Uh, not a lot, sir. How are you doing today? So two things. One, I wanted to send a thanks to the members of the OG Live because, as you may be aware, I was banned for absolutely no reason from the OG. Who's, is that your dog, Jack? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll mute, mute, mute the microphone when I'm not talking. They're barking at something. Go ahead. I was banned from the OG for absolutely no reason, but thanks to the members of the OG Live, specifically Juicer, Homelander, a couple of others made a thread. Kirk emailed me, said it was a big misunderstanding. I'm sorry. Uh, some mod must have accidentally banned you. Likely story, but whatever. Anyway, so now I'm back. So I want to call and say thank you to everybody for your help in getting my account back. Secondly, I also had a, a Cobalt. I had a 2006 Chevy Cobalt in college. Uh, it was a real pussy wagon, as you can imagine. Um <laughs> When I went to trade it in after college, I went to trade it in, and the dealership said, um, no, this has too many recalls. Uh, we can't legally take it. <laughs> so I ended up keeping it and gave it to my grandmother years later, who died in a fiery crash because of a recall. In the cobalt? Happened. No, I made that up. Oh, thank but, God. <laughs> but this is why it's topical, right? So uh, like a week ago, I got a uh, class action lawsuit notice from that Cobalt. Apparently, mm -hmm. there was a, a GM ignition switch class action settlement that anybody that owned a 2006 Chevy Cobalt is a part of this class action settlement. And I was on the list of people. So there you go. Oh, well, considering it was the fucking cobalt, that means there was probably only about 25 of you people. <laughs> so you are yeah. for a big fucking check. Hey, Dalton, <laughs> it was, I'm talking, I looked it up. It's like a $34 million lawsuit with no attorney's fees. They get paid out of a separate account. So it gets spread out to the members of the class action suit. So there you go. Oh, I'm, so basically I'm you're going to wild each it with over a million dollars. Probably not. I'm, I'll be happy with 50 bucks, though. Just <laughs> for driving that piece of shit car for so long. But Wasn't anyway. it fucking horrible? I mean, I, the the SS uh, supercharged model, the engine, like the, the drive chain of it was fucking awesome. And they upgraded the suspension some, but the interior, interior on it was so fucking shitty, dude. <laughs> oh, it was trash. And mine used to just shift, slip into neutral, like at highway speed sometimes. It was terrifying, <laughs> which I'm pretty yeah. sure is what caused the lawsuit. But I had a Ford Ranger. Yeah. I had like a Ford Ranger in high school, you know. Um, and then I went to college and I lived at home, but I went to college a couple hours away. So I got a car, you know, that I could get decent gas mileage in. That's how I ended up with the $10,000 cobalt. And yeah, no, it was a massive piece of shit. <laughs> Do yeah, not I recommend it. I still miss it sometimes though, because it was, uh, it was, it was pretty ballsy once I got done fucking with it. The only so, thing that I liked about it was that I had it paid off. So I, I didn't have a car <laughs> Yeah, that well, would be I got nice. Some good news for you, Charles. So I, I yeah, did some, some quick. I did some quick math here. If there's thirty-four million dollars in that settlement, there mm -hmm. were only like two hundred and eleven thousand of those vehicles made. So even okay. if everybody makes a claim, you are in for a hundred and sixty-one dollars. Oh my! I'll be fucking thrilled if I get a hundred and sixty-one dollars. You know, honestly speaking, you'll probably if those numbers are right, you'll probably get a lot more than that. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if you got a grand or two out of it. Well, see, but realistically, I don't know if everybody that had my same car or multiple parties that have the same car get to make a claim, right? So oh. if you buy it new, sell it, sell it, sell it. I don't know if everybody gets a claim or just original owners get a claim. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and you weren't the original owner, were you? I was not. I bought it with 30,000 miles on it. Hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. But maybe I'll ask fake pie. Yeah, well, that'd be interesting. Yeah, keep us updated on that. Most definitely. What else is Bro. going on? Did you guys watch Circus Fights last night? Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking uh, Dalton, go yes. ahead. 
<laughs> Goddamn right, it was fucking glorious. We so are going to do everything we can to get John Nutt on this show. We will fucking Twitter campaign this bitch if we have to. I logged on to watch it, but I kept freezing up, right? And there's just uh, porno, like, all around the screen, so I had to full-size the screen to not get an erection during the midget fights or whatever. But every time <laughs> the fight that I was interested in started, it just froze up. Right, like the two versus one fights or the freak show fight, they it locked up and I couldn't watch it. So, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, yeah the connection it. wasn't exactly the best thing in the world, but the fights, goddamn, absolutely amazing for a random nightclub in Bangkok, oh, and the promoter doing all of the ring announcing <gasps> while coked out of his gourd. <laughs> Fucking great! It's it set the sport back twenty years, but it was worth it. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it did. I don't think it said anything back. Every once in a while, you need to have crazy motherfuckers in a lawless land, you know, doing a kumite. And plus, I <laughs> wondered what would happen if just two normal guys fought a middleweight, you know, professional fighter, and now we know. So. Yeah. Well, now they have a game plan if they have to. One person just needs to dive at the guy's legs and hold him there, and then he can't do shit. Right. It's good stuff. Anyway, so once again, um, I'm going to hop off, but thanks to everybody that posted in the thread and made the thread, and especially the juicer who I exchanged some emails with, and Kirk finally responded and got me back in business after 16 or 17 years just to be banned with no explanation, and then like, well, yeah. sorry, meant to ban somebody else. So, anyway, meant to ban somebody else. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many other Charles Barkleys. Bullshit. It wasn't like a just a, a freeze. Like my account was gone. Like all my posts were gone. The original Wild Egypt post to everything just gone. God, God damn. And You're caught in nothing. crossfire, man. Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? I didn't do nothing. That Whatever. sucks. Well, I'm glad you're back, sir. That would have been quite yeah. a bummer. I'm glad to be back. So once again, thanks everybody. I'll uh I'll leave you guys to it. All right. Thanks for calling in, boss. I appreciate it. It's a feel good story of the year. I'm glad to have you back, brother. Yeah, well, that's cool. Uh, and hey, guys, good work on getting them back. That's great. Yeah, you know, thumbs um, up to good guy Juicer. Yeah, and, and the rest fucking of the OGR that really shit. helped it. Yeah, fucking A. I, I, I think Ooh. other than that, like, if we have shit like that that happens, you guys mm -hmm. know people that get fucked out of something on the OG, like, I think this is probably a good forum for them. Ah, yeah, you're right. Forum, they for the M. Right. Um, <laughs> no, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Like, come here. Like, if nothing else, I mean, we kind of have a bat signal to Kirik, so maybe we can help some people. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, I've got his number. I'm a very important person. I've got his number, so I can send him private texts. Actually, I do all the time. They're mostly sexual, but sometimes they're relevant. Hell, I go up to his place for a circle jerk once a week. <laughs> okay, I can't beat that. <laughs> uh, shit, man. We got a, uh, time for another couple topics. You got anything on hand, or should we go to Yahoo News, the source of Absolutely all news no, at the OG? We should not go to Yahoo News. Um, but so, did you see this crazy shit that we're about to get hit by fucking two hurricanes in like two days? Yeah, that's still that, that's still happening. You know, there's hurricanes. There's a lot of shit they predict uh, doesn't come true. That they're still tracking like that, huh? Yeah, still tracking that way as of like 4.30 was the last time I saw it. But yeah, like, uh, what what are they? Marco and then Laura? God damn, it should be Marco and Polo. I didn't realize they go by the alphabet, but uh, fucking, that, they fucked that shit up. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be some shit. If they both hit the same fucking spot and, it's, and it looks like it's probably going to be Louisiana, like New Orleans could be fucked again. Yeah, what category are they so far? Uh, does it say, uh, Marco was strengthened to a category one and Laura, it doesn't say yet, but usually they, they kind of hit their peak as they're coming in. So I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. It can, it can change drastically. Right. Yeah. So this could be, uh, this could be some shit. I hate to say it, but well, I'm glad that they're not hitting me. Because yeah, I found yeah, because that, that hurricanes happens, yeah. are kind of a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, while uh, the uh, southern Gulf of Mexico states seem to get it more often than you do, you certainly have had your fair share. Well, I think the problem is, is like we're not necessarily built for it, right? Like 
It's kind of like when Oklahoma gets fucking earthquakes. Like, they were right. really built for that. So right, when they so get they... hit, like, yeah, you don't have the infrastructure to deal with it. Well, it's like, so think about it, right? So, like, Atlanta, when they got that ice storm that, like, anybody in the north, like, it wouldn't even slow down their day. Right. It fucked everybody for, like, two or three days. Yeah, very true. Yeah, because they don't have the snow removal equipment. They, they don't have the driving skills. Uh, they're, they're just not prepared for it in any shape or way. So uh, Michigan being a four-season state, state, you can't really throw much at us weather-wise that we can't handle. Uh, although I don't think we've never had any hurricane-style uh, storms. I mean, we get thunderstorms, and some of them are pretty bad, but not like the multi-day sustained shit that an actual hurricane is. Yeah, like, you, you better just hope you don't get hit with a fucking derecho like Iowa did. Yeah, yeah. Basically an uh, inland but, hurricane. Yeah, but with, uh, but even that, as bad as that was, I don't think it's as, like, the time scale as bad as a hurricane. Because, uh, you know, while you can certainly have uh, high winds without a hurricane, the hurricane, the biggest issue with the hurricane is that it lasts way longer than a regular storm. So, um, well, there's other th- parts to it as well. The fact that it normally has a storm surge with it and causes flooding and all that good shit. But like the really big hurricanes can have over a hundred mile per hour winds for hours and hours and hours and hours, as opposed to a storm that rolls through to fuck shit up and then leaves. Yeah. Mother nature is one scary bitch. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I have no clue what would happen if you had like a hundred mile per hour wind in Michigan for like six hours. I don't, our buildings probably aren't designed for it they're they're pretty sturdy buildings because michigan does have some pretty severe weather as far as like thunderstorms and and snow and shit like that but nothing like that really i I don't know how they would uh, handle it yeah you'd probably be absolutely fucked and then to think about it like yeah we have these two hurricanes about to hit louisiana after a couple weeks ago having a hurricane hit the hit new england and then you know a couple days after that having a fucking derecho hit iowa California's on fire. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> uh, there was so. Did you see the uh, the story of a guy that uh, decided to stay in his home? Like he he ended up being okay and everything, but part of that ended up uh, lighting his shop on fire. Oh my! And he was able to basically fight off the flames until the fire department get got there. And did you hear how he did it? No, I have heard nothing about it. Tell me more. So this was interesting. This was a guy that his home had burnt down like 10, 15 years ago. So they rebuild obviously in the same place. And I don't think that one had anything to do with a wildfire, but then the wildfire hits and they go to, uh, you know, get everybody evacuated from there. He decides he's going to stay and Hey, the fire starts to come. So he goes, and he's like, you know, removing all the brush and dead grass and shit from his property, basically trying to make like a burn line. And it ends up advancing enough that it gets his shop on fire. Now, he had planned it out. He had hoses and shit everywhere. But the water, like, was either turned off or stopped working somewhere in there. Mm, So, like, he's like, holy shit, I'm fucked. However, he did have several cases of Bud Light. (laughs) So, literally, (laughs) what this guy did is he would shake up cans of Bud Light, poke a hole in them... And basically just squirt Bud Light at this fire, and he was able to tamper down the flames long enough for the fire department to get there. So That's Bud Light, real. yes, it is. It's a fucking story on NBC12.com of this guy that was able to... No, I think this was just the only acceptable use of Bud Light, Jay. You're not <laughs> drinking that piss. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Bud Light. You know, it's not. It's not like we're talking about like Milwaukee's best or something. It, Bud Light's not fucking horrible. It's not the best beer in the world, but it's certainly not the worst. I would call it mid-brand, unless you're a beer snob. Like, and you. you can put out fires with it. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Bud Light so. needs to do the right thing, and they need to give this man some sort of sponsorship. Yeah, or like yeah. do like a pimp his shop kind of thing. Or all or of a sudden, they a go in and they just brand his shop and give him all sorts of new awesome shit. Or at least send the motherfucker a couple fire extinguishers so he doesn't have to use up all of his beer putting out fires. Yeah, that too. But yeah, they should do something for this guy because this is uh yeah, that's pretty good uh pretty good headlines to for uh for Budweiser there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's good headlines or not. I mean when you think about it, you know, 
It's like, your beer is so fucking watery, we use it to put out fires. Or, hey, your beer is awesome enough that I have cases just sitting around, just ready to go in <laughs> case there's a drinking emergency or a fire. How many cases does this guy have, really? I mean, when you think about it. I don't think it was very many. I don't think the fire got too large, but it definitely had gotten to the point where it had started his shop on fire and he was trying to save his property. Right, right. Well, there you go. There's a fun headline for today, huh? Yeah, that's just it. It was an interesting one. One to, one to catch your eye that luckily isn't too serious. doesn't have a bad fucking ending like half the things we talk about here. Right, right. So, um, as far as let's, since we started it with MMA, let's go ahead and end it with MMA. Did you see that they're talking about, uh, Ferguson's next fight now? Yes. Ferguson versus Dustin Poirier. That should yeah. be fun. Yeah. No kidding. And it will be uh, interesting to see, uh, how much, uh, Ferguson's last fight took out of him. Cause I firmly expect him to be not as good as he was the last time. So it depends. It depends on how well he comes back from that. Like that is a beating that like in all reality, if you're really looking out for like the, the best for Tony Ferguson, he probably shouldn't fight until next year. Like I yeah. understand that these guys don't necessarily make enough that that's really a reality. But like, that's one of those things that you probably need to take, you know, six to 12 months off, let your fucking brain recover and then get back in there. Right. But of course, you know, he's, his body's recovered by this point. So he thinks he's perfectly fine. You know, uh, well, and being, his brain he, is already, you know, it's yeah. own entity. Uh, yeah, right, Tony's yeah. A, a, a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the guy who's recovering from uh brain trauma is n probably not the person to decide when he's ready for more brain trauma. Uh, his manager is probably kind of doing him a disservice at this point, but it is a business and he is his own person. His manager could, uh, I'm sure his manager probably told him he might want to wait a while for his next fight. Well, that's the difficulty about the science behind all this though. Right. It's like, this is not something that after a fight, you can go to a doctor, get your brain scanned. And they're like, okay, yes, we can see you have some damage, you know, come back in six weeks and we'll see if it's better. Like, sadly, we're not that advanced yet. It's right, like the fact that we don't know people have CTE until after they're dead and you do a fucking autopsy on them. Right, because that's the only way you can check. Right. So we're at yes. this point that, like, there are definitely people that need to take time off from brain trauma. And this is not just in fighting. Like, this is also in, you know, like, the NFL or after like a car crash or like there are certain things that you should probably just basically be living in a bubble for a while while your brain kind of rewires itself and mm -hmm. gets you back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you so know, we, the show, the show is a good example. You shouldn't probably shouldn't listen to this show seven days a week. There's a fair amount of brain trauma involved. You should, I recommend people taking off at least one day a week, really. See, I'm actually in, in the opposite. I think that you really need to train your brain to become more powerful by listening to the show seven days a week. And then in the morning, when you wake back up, you listen to it for a second time on the YouTubes. Yeah. Just so you I really absorb everything that we have to say <laughs> and you will be much more of a stable genius. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I assume you, you guys are doing that anyways. Uh, for those who don't know, and I can't imagine anyone doesn't know at this point, you know, it's where we are world famous. In addition to the pod being, we are also over on YouTube. So after you're done here, go right on over and listen to us again. It's, it's a live cast on YouTube and, and obviously it gets, goes on the site uh, once we're done. And while you're doing it, they always say this, and it, I know it's annoying to a lot of the people that are here every fucking day. Mm -hmm. But there's supposedly statistics behind this and shit. But really, every day we should be reminding people you can follow us on Podbean. Make sure you're alerted every time we go live, even though it's the same time every fucking day. Same <laughs> thing on YouTube. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you know when we go live, yep. which is also every fucking day at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. And by the way, you can also find us on Twitter. Holy shit. I'm assuming that's still a thing. So uh, go follow us on there as well. It, it just stalked the shit out of us. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, if you want, show up to my door, but at least come bearing gifts. I accept Vizzy. If they don't have it where you are, maybe the, I think Corona has a hard seltzer that's supposed to be decent. 
or cheap <laughs> steak that I can make for the dogs. If there you're you eating steak for me, it better be round and throbbing, you sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, on that note, we will go ahead and wrap things up here at the Other Ground Live. Uh, I'd like to thank the OG Army for showing up. I couldn't do a show without you guys. I want to thank my podcasting partner and, and hetero life mate, uh, Dalton. I uh, couldn't do a show without you, really. I was, certainly wouldn't want to. You got anything left, sir? Yes, we need, actually, we need every one of your of your help here on the Twitter and probably on the Instagram. But everybody needs to go to Twitter and tweet John Nutt. His Twitter handle is John, J-O-N underscore Nutt, N-U-T-T-F-M-D. And tell him to get on this fucking show. He is the promoter behind Fight Circus. And, and goddamn, it'll be glorious because this is a fucking character of a human. Yeah, that's right. That's one of our goals uh, for now. Uh, we want to get him on the show. So if you can help us out, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, and other than that, the only other thing I can think of other than like, comment, subscribe, follow us, stalk us, do things, make us famous so Jay can get his 19 whatever Ford Fiesta Retro Blood Jacobine. Fuck all, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> you guys have a great night we'll see you tomorrow at 6 bye bye screw you hippie